Welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, your weekly dose of strategies and mindset tools to build a business in alignment with your purpose and to get you playing a bigger game. I'm your host, Nicole Leno. Hello and welcome to the Limitless Entrepreneur Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Nicole Leno, and I am here with a special guest today. We're talking about a topic that I'm very excited to bring to you. Um, we've never talked about this on the show. This is a guest like we've never had on the show. So I am I am very, very excited. I, I, I don't have no idea where this conversation is going to go. I know where we're going to start, but that's what gives me kind of the tingles to get, to get into this. So I'm here with Allison Crosswaite. She spent 15 years as a trader and researcher in capital markets. She then spent almost a decade as a psychotherapist in private practice. Her own healing journey called her beyond psychotherapy in 2020, and she stepped away from her practice and became a guide. Now she holds space for full being transformation, and she is an advocate for psychedelic healing facilitated with preparation, integration, and integrity. Hi, Allison. How are you? Great. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you here. Tell everybody that those are just some prepared words from a bio. Tell everybody a little bit about you so they get to know you a little bit more. Well, you got the highlights for sure. My whole thing is so much more is possible for us than we realize. And my experience with psychedelic medicine has supported me in growth that I wouldn't have been able to imagine for myself. And so now what I've done is take the psychotherapeutic training and create a whole transformational journey that takes us from, okay, I'm self-aware. I know my patterns. I journal, I meditate, but uh, I'm not really getting anywhere to, oh my God, like, oh my God. And that's what I'm hearing over and over. And I'll say, one thing um, that I heard this morning that I just loved, <laughs> I had a client who was at a conference and they said, how present are you right now on a scale of one to 10? And she said, I'm a 10. And she, she was in our group chat for my clients. And she said, I didn't know 10 was possible. Do people really live like this? Mm. <laughs> That's... That's what I love. That's what I'm here for. So what we are talking about is we're talking about psychedelic medicine. We're talking about it, not party drugs, but doing this in a responsible therapeutic way. We're specifically speaking about you work with psilocybin. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. And we're talking about micro dosing, which might be the term people are hearing right now. Is that right? That is correct. And I can define that. I was going to ask you too. I was going to be like, oh, let's, let's tell everybody a little bit about what that is. So psilocybin is often known as magic mushrooms. It's a naturally growing mushroom. There are various strains that produce hallucinogenic effects in large doses. Microdosing is when you take a sub-perceptual, sub-hallucinogenic dose of psilocybin. So it's usually about a hundred milligrams for some, it's even less. And the way that I suggest, and is, is generally accepted within the psychedelic healing community is that you create a container for yourself, say eight weeks, 10 weeks, and you take 
twice a week on certain days, a certain amount with an intention, some type of healing intention. And we can talk more about that over the eight weeks. So it's not the type of thing where I come home, I'm a little stressed, I want to feel a little woozy. It's not that. It is sub-perceptual. You're not feeling effects. You can drive. You're more focused. I mean, there's there's some healing aspects. Feelings can come up. So I'm not going to say it's not sometimes a bumpy road, but it's for a good cause and you're not feeling high. You're not feeling distracted. It's not that. Okay. So now who would do this and why would they do it? Yeah. Great question. So um, the best candidates for microdosing in my view are people who already are somewhat self-aware, who already have taken a look inside, who are in the journey of taking responsibility for themselves and what they're creating in the world and have some kind of stability in their life, some type of resource circle of of stability. It's not something for crisis. It's not your first step into personal development. You want to kind of know some things about yourself and you're saying, I want, I know that my, I'm self-sabotaging. I know that my habits are not quite right. I know I'm not stepping into my vision and I'm not quite sure what's going on. And these other practices, amazing as all those practices are, meditation, therapy, um, yoga, journaling, all these things, these are amazing, but they're incremental shifts. You've gotten to a point where they're they're just, you know, kind of like this, mm-hmm. moving along. They're a little stagnant and you're ready for another boost. This is this is when I see microdosing as a wonderful opportunity. And what do people experience typically with this? So I'm I'm microdosing. I'm ta- I'm doing this twice a day. I take this this twice a week. Twice a week. Okay. So twice a week I'm doing this on the same day every week. So I'm like Mondays and Thursdays That's I take right. this pill. Is it a pill? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I take my little pill. I do this on Mondays and Thursdays, and this is taking me through my eight to ten week therapeutic container that I've created for myself. Are the effects of this long lasting beyond my eight to 10 weeks, or is it something that needs to be done forever in order to experience the, the, the effects of this or how, how does that work? Right. Great question. So this is exactly why I work with people during it, because if you bring it into your practice of personal growth and personal awareness, it's lasting change. Okay. But you have to bring it, you have to integrate it. If you take the pill and you have no idea about yourself and you just do this practice and they've done studies, they're like, microdosing doesn't work. And no, it doesn't work because mm-hmm. you'll feel it. You'll be like, ooh, that's cool. And then you go back to your next thing. But when you have an intention, And then you bring it in my group programs, they bring it to the group and people are supporting each other. And, Mm. and sometimes the, you know, I had a client getting really agitated. She was like, I can't work. And I could see the anger in her. I knew she had anger and the medicine was bringing it up. And so I gave her some Mm -hmm. exercises to move the anger out of her body. So you, you need to keep seeing what the medicine shows you feeling what it gives you to feel and moving through it. And then you're not the same person in eight weeks. Like if you show up for what it, it provides, you're, you are lasting change. 
So this is this is a a companion to your already ongoing personal development work. Yes. You've hit a roadblock. So I'm journaling. I'm doing all the things. And we hear that all the time. We hear from people. It's like, yeah, I journal. And truthfully, usually they're not doing it as much as they seem to think they are. Um, <laughs> just truth be told, I'm, I'm doing all the journaling. I'm doing all the things. Or they're not going deep enough. So it sounds like what this sort of provides, and, and we'll, I want to dive into like what exactly the experience is and, and what changes people feel and 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 get to. But I, But it sounds like what this is maybe doing, because this is what I find with a lot of the people that I work with, because um, I teach tapping. And with tapping, I create a lot of the recordings because, and even though I teach them how to do it themselves, where, because I'm not always there with the recording ready to be like, okay, now let's tap on this. I work on it with them. But what I find with a lot of people is they're not going deep enough. They're not getting to the meat. They're still being polite. They're still dancing around an issue because we've hidden some things from ourselves, even if we know it's there, just like I say all the time that we're, we're, we're in the active, we're, we're actively denying our gifts. We're actively hiding our guilt, shame, other feelings that we find to be undesirable. We're not allowing them to come forward. So even if we are, this is maybe this is sort of letting, I always think about it like um, like if you were in a video game and where you have to get past like the big dragon and you find out that you just have to play music for it so it falls asleep and then you can get around it. <laughs> it's like you're letting that guard, you're literally, you're putting yes. the guard to sleep. Is that mm-hmm. sort of what's happening with this tiny dose? Is it allowing the inner guard to come down? Absolutely. And you have to want it. Like uh-huh. openness curiosity, courage are required. So this is what that setting intention is for is I want to aim. We're going to, we're going to point ourselves at a target and we're going to, we're going to let the subconscious know we're going to let ourselves know this is where we're going. And most of us is on board. There's this small little piece. Let's get everybody, everyone let's band together and we're going to get some help with this little pill. We're going to take twice a week. And we're going to move this energy so it's on the, on the team with the rest of us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And we're going to love that that energy. We're going to mm-hmm. love it up and accept it and understand what it's it's bringing up. And we're going to watch it become congruent with with the rest of us and bring its power and its gifts in in line. And what are people experiencing during all this? You mentioned that you had a client who talked about like just how she's on a 10 with being present, mm-hmm. which probably a lot of us feel like we're, we're pretty present and more probably wrong about that. Um, how does somebody, what are they feeling beyond what their day-to-day is now? What, what are some of those changes? What's the, what's the effect? You say it's not a psychedelic feeling. It's not going to feel like you're high. You're not going to feel like you're taking drugs. So what does it feel like? And what is the experience like? Right. So there's so many different aspects here. Sometimes people report just really loving music and just dancing, like surprising themselves with these like joyful moments. Um, People report connection with their children that just in the, in the quiet, tender moments, that's really profound. Um, I had an incredible moment where 
I realized what was happening. I kind of slowed down enough to see I was in a microdosing cycle and I had a moment where I could have gone to a negative thought or I could have gone to a positive thought and it was all slowed down so much. And then I felt like there was almost this energetic elf inside me that was like, go positive. Mm. I had just a little more lift Mm-hmm. help kind of for my higher self, which is one way I like to talk about these medicines. They are our higher self and the higher self has more conversation with us. If that's a term that's useful. I love that. So it's, it sounds like it's just a more in tune conversation with yourself, not going into, because most of, most of us going negative and shifting into the lower vibration of I don't know, pick it, our thoughts, our feelings, the moment um, that, that we're always in, in, we're always in alignment with something. And when we're into that lower vibration, that's a lot of times has very much to do with, with autopilot that we're just, we're, we, we go down that road and then we get stuck in that pattern. And this sounds like maybe it's opening ourselves up where maybe there's just a general lift and we're, pulling you out of that day-to-day pattern, making you feel a little bit better. Is it, is it a mood elevator? Does it feel like that? Is that, and whether it is or it isn't in its chemistry, is that the experience? Generally? Yes. There are cycles and we're going Mm -hmm. through cycles of healing and it does not feel like a stimulant. So in that way, Mm -hmm. it's, it's not, but yes, generally it is a mood elevator, more access to everything, which ultimately, if you just let yourself cry, it all feels better. So there is absolutely a mood element. And also, as you're talking about the pattern changing, I should mention, there has been research done that um, the neuroplasticity, all those uh, neural networks that are usually more firing and wiring, mm-hmm. they're open. So you have wow. the chance to change which is, I always forget to talk about the science, but you have the chance to change. Um, And so this is why intention is important. This is why having the guidance to do visualizations and subconscious clearing and energetic clearing, all of that's important because just because it's open doesn't mean good's going to come in. I mean, we all have heard of party experiences or had them and you open, but for no reason. Um, this is we're opening and then we're saying, okay, we're going here. We're going in this particular direction. Could be really intentional. And the feedback I give my clients is like, okay, look at that. Go release it. Go burn it. You know, we're, we're picking it up fast. We're getting rid of it. We're like, keep going, keep going. And, and that's a big reason why the, the shifts can be lasting and so powerful. So, so let, let's, I, I, I want to talk just a little bit. Let, let's let's explain, even though we've talked about it on the show before, for anybody who wasn't listening, hasn't heard those episodes, why don't you explain a little bit about what neuroplasticity is and what it means to have pathways open and sure. what we can do with those pathways when, because they are open, how we would form new ones. Like, can you can you give, I, I know that that's a big topic, but if you yeah. could explain that a little bit for anybody who doesn't quite understand uh, the concept. And I want to say I'm not a neuroscientist and this has mm-hmm. become part of our pop culture jargon. So I'm really, I will give the overview and I mm-hmm. refer you to really people put their life into this. But basically when we do something, when we have a pattern, it the neural network fires together, wires together. So a perfect example is like Pavlov's dog. They hear the bell, 
They know they're mm-hmm. going to get fed. They start to drool. So yep. like we have these like kinesthetic, emotional and mental patterns that are just wired in. Someone says, would you like a gold star sticker? I feel happy. Well, because when I was like three, people gave me gold star stickers. It's just patterns. And we experience these all the time. So well, when- and just just to kind of uh, sorry to interrupt, but no, no. But just to make this one point, it, it's basically what triggers are. What we yes. experience as triggers are connections. It's your brain says when this happens, it means this. So react like this. And that exactly. is a connection that is a firing and wiring together. It, if you think about your brain, like electricity, like electrical circuits, these are the things that say, okay, that path leads here. This happens. Exactly. You feel this way. You react this way. That gets us to this point. And that's how we end up in a pattern and a loop where we feel we're automatically going through life. So I just wanted to, to bring that up That's as like, so good. It, it's a trigger pattern is, is what, how you experience triggers is what she's explaining right now. So I'm sorry, please continue. No, this is so good because there. this is what brings people to psychedelic medicine is they say, I know my patterns, mm. but still when my partner does this, I react in this way, then they react in that way. And we're proof, we're boom. And they, because we can't change them just by noticing them. Right. Um, So what happens with the psychedelic work is that the neuroplasticity opens. These neural networks are not as firing, wiring together. We're having like in a full dose trip, you're you're seeing the universe for what it really is. Mm -hmm. And your mind is so open and you're like, oh, I'm a frog on this. Like, it's unbelievable. (laughs) Been there. (laughs) Yeah, right. And so... That's when the change can happen if you're working with intention and protecting the energy and all these things. And this is also what happens with microdosing is that change is possible. And it's like in that moment with your child or with your partner, when you might have a default mode of being a little closed, a little protective, a little in your head, a little stressed in that moment. I remember one time Mm. I was getting gas and I looked up at the sign and I was like, that's a beautiful logo. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's like we see the beauty where where we've seen it a million times. Like we we and we don't we protect ourselves from our feelings and these medicines allow us to open just a bit to see what's out there. You know what that made me think of? It made me think of that that the um the saying you have a one track mind. Mm. That that almost what you were talking about was our brains are, we're thinking about work. We're thinking about all of these things. So if this is pulling apart some of that, where we're opening things up, where that one track to always be thinking about work, always be thinking about the bills, always be thinking about that, that that one track got interrupted and it's not such a clear path. So you actually have a moment where you look at something and you see the beauty in it because you're not just blindly and automatically thoughts traveling to the same destination that they always do where you get to actually experience and be open to things. And just to be clear for anybody, you know, we we're mentioning what full dose trips, <laughs> what that experience is of, of, you know, seeing the world, like, you know, I'm, I had someone turn into a snake right before my eyes. Um, that's a full dose trip. That is not a, that is not what we're talking about here with microdosing. You're not experiencing it to. That's right even close to that level, what it's doing is we're not expanding the mind to the point of complete openness where it sounds like the goal and what, what, what it does in these therapeutic doses is just loosens those connections of automatic patterns that we have running. So we are able, because the other part of this is when you, 
when you stop, when you interrupt a pattern, when we talk about things like pattern interrupts, like, okay, notice the pattern, you interrupt it. And then you have, at that moment, you have a choice. And when you start making better choices, you start to form new pathways. And like, I almost get the visual of like, you know, I have a green belt by my house. There's paths that they were not paved. They're walked. People walked along them enough. And then someone started walking another way. And there's a new way being made that way. Now, suddenly we can walk another way and we don't have to go the other way. That's kind of what we're talking about here. By making new choices. You can be creating new pathways by seeing things differently. You can start to change what your automatic patterns are. So instead of being automatic down, automatic, oh no, automatic trigger, anger, fear, these lower emotions, release those emotions and create a new path to something new. Is that... Did, did I explain that in a way? It's I perfect. To, okay. It's perfect. And the other reason I like what you just said is because this isn't your primary modality, but you know, there's nothing new about this. This is just an amplification of what we already know when we've been working on ourselves and you're bringing in, you know, the human design, the NLP, the tapping, there's, there's lots of pieces that it's all relevant. It's it's the same. It's just a bit of an amplification. This just sounds like for those people who can't let their guard down, who can't get there, who can't who can't get past the dragon because they're mm-hmm. scared of it, or part of them says it's not safe to go down that road. Mm-hmm. This is a twice a week pill in an eight week container where you're putting that dragon to sleep long enough that you can continually get past it. You can get past all the other dragons and you can start to access areas of yourself that are typically locked to you. Yes. And what are some of the results that people get? So going through an eight-week container. Now, I'm assuming that while we're talking about all the, the, the beautiful sides of it, like that logo is beautiful. I'm sure there's a lot of very uncomfortable stuff that comes out of this as well, because this is the process of releasing. Like I always say, like when people join me for tapping, I'm like this will not be fun. Right. But it will be worth it. <laughs> exactly. So, so can, can you talk a little bit about that, about what the experience is like real life for, you could use examples or you could just speak about it more sure. generally. Yeah, for sure. So we want something. We're standing on the mountain. We look up and we want something. And then we take a step towards it. So for example, microdosing, we enter an eight-week container. Then everything that keeps us from that place that we wanted to go up there comes up. Or said differently, we have to climb the mountain. Hmm. So, so many things can happen. And this is where a group is really powerful because you can see humor, you can support each other. <laughs> um, the anger that I spoke about can definitely rise to the surface. Uh, I get that report a lot. Um, have to anger that you've been kind of pushing away and it's been okay to push away. You have to figure out how to deal with um, because it comes out stronger. So the medicine asks you to create tools um, and it had to have acceptance for your own anger. Um, and if you move anger, it moves, it doesn't stay, but many of us, especially women have been conditioned, uh, not to, to show it. So that can be bumpy, um, tears, definitely tears, a sadness, grief, 
grief always comes up for me around this and it's so important and we, we don't want to feel it. Mm-hmm. The other thing that happens is when you're not aligned in your life, whether it's work or personal, this will become more clear. This mm. isn't always what we want to see. And if, mm. if we're talking about the dragon, for many of us, the dragon is either a relationship that's not working and we're stuffing it down, or it's a job that's not working and we're stepping it down. I mean, I hear this every single day on my discovery calls. These are the two things we ignore. Also our health, our health mm-hmm. can be something we're not paying attention to. And the medicine's going to be like, hey, you want that great self-worth or you want to attract all these clients? Uh, you got to look at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't want to look at that. But it's okay. It comes up. It, it's okay. It's never the way we think it's going to be. And it always works out magically, but it's bumpy. And, but yes, I, I'm sure I, 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 but if you consider, I guess the question is always, well, do you want to stay where you are? Exactly. Or like, if I told you that paradise existed <laughs> down that road, but there's some, there's a bunch of potholes. Mm-hmm. There's a big like drop there's water, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that we're going to go through. And there's some stuff that I don't even know that might come up. Um, but I promise you, you'll get through it. I promise you, you'll be okay on the other side and it's paradise over there, but you've got to take that route. There's no other way to get there. The only way there is through. Mm-hmm. So this, and this is what healing is. When you think about healing, that's why people always want to like, yeah, I'll just go get an energy clearing or something that feels like super relaxing. Like you're going to the spa and it can, um, but more often than not, in my experience, I've never been able to fully clear anything just that way. It has been releasing emotions and not just releasing them, but like, I think you've been talking about this the whole time, which is loving and accepting them. Because if you, if you release an emotion of like anger, but you're still in the practice of stuffing down anger, because you see it as you were told as a kid that you know, yelling, you know, good girls don't yell. We don't get angry. Women are crazy when they're angry. Nothing makes a woman crazier than being told she's crazy when she's angry. Um, (laughs) I'm not crazy. I'm angry with you. Um, But, but if, if you're in the practice of falling into those old beliefs and stuffing down the anger again, it's going to come back. It's not going to, the, the practice has to change the way that you view your anger has to change. And like I, I've said on this show before, and I say it all the time with my with my people, is the goal isn't perfection. The goal is wholeness. And it sounds like what you're getting with a therapy like this is a step closer to wholeness, to accepting all the pieces and and being able to access them in a way that you you can't when you're one hundred percent on your own. That's right. That's and you know what? I don't think we mentioned. I don't think we mentioned exactly what psilocybin is. Do we want to just? let everybody know. I know we talked about it was a tiny dose of a psychedelic, but it's, it's mushrooms, right? That's what yes. we're talking about. It's yes. ma- magic mushrooms. That's correct. So it is a natural substance. It yes. is. So it, it's, it's from the earth and it is a small, small dose that is put into a pill form and you take it on a regular basis for a certain period of time. Exactly. 
Does the container change? Do you determine based on somebody's experience, what they're going through, where they are, who they are, how long that container needs to be? Or do you start with eight weeks with everybody and then take it from there? Generally, I start with eight weeks with everybody and I start with the same dose because I want to see how they respond. And then we may increase dose and I give tools for deciding where mm-hmm. you're at with dose or we may decrease for some people. Um, but I, I generally start with that. Um, it's just a good place to start because it's very experimental. We don't actually know how it's going to feel for mm-hmm. each person. And some people, you know, if you're going through a breakup or something or in the throes of grief, you know, you don't need very much. Mm-hmm. Whereas some people have are dealing with stuckness. They're dealing with a big dragon. It's been bugging them for a long time. So we kind of want to push. So I start everybody the same place and then we just feel into it and we go from there. Yeah. And I feel like the people I know that have done it uh, are, they've dealt with a lot of grief. They've dealt with a lot of, you know, just, just, and I don't know what to do with all of this. And I don't know how, how do I get it all out? How do I, how do I handle it all? Mm -hmm. And what a beautiful way to, to at least experiment and try. And probably a question that people are asking is, can, can any harm be done by taking this? Can any... Is there, is there a risk? Right. So not very much research has been done. So we can't really speak to long-term effects. We have mm-hmm. no negative reports from long-term effects of microdosing, but, you know, there's a lot of research still to be done. What I would say is this, I work very much with the intuition of the body and the guidance of spirit. That's how I work. I bring in the science because I know it's important, but I I feel really clear that this is a very natural, healthy substance that's very nourishing for the body. Um, Contraindications though, absolutely. Pregnancy. Again, Mm. no research has been done, but I would not. Right. Um schizophrenia and psychosis, Mm. any types of psychiatric conditions that um, have anything to do with our grip on reality. Now, in another conversation, I could tell you what I think about diagnoses and reality. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't hold those as firm, but we do live in a world that wants us to have a certain relationship to the physical world. And these medications are not necessarily going to support our cultural kind of trance that we're in. So if you're already grounded, you can, you can afford to, to leave our culture a bit. Mm-hmm. You and I, I think, are both on the outside of it anyway. Um, but, but if you're already having trouble in your day-to-day functioning because of how you see reality, I don't think these medications are going to be uh, supportive. The final contraindication that I'm pretty adamant about is if you're in crisis and don't have support, you're living hand-to-mouth single parent taking care of children, um, stretched really thin. I, I don't think this is the way to go. You want to nourish, come back into that zone of juicy tolerance first mm. before you're going to be expanding in this way. Those are my three big contrasts. Right. Cause we don't want to be opening up and then having a panic or, no. uh, you know, we're opening up and then where we're ending up creating a pathway that maybe was more (laughs) is even scarier and even more, more upsetting. And we're not releasing, we're actually compounding or, or 
and, right. or we're, you know, and, or just not making progress either. So the, the goal with this is to really make, get somebody beyond where they could have gotten by themselves and do it in a way that is healthy, safe. And would anybody know that they were doing it? <laughs> would anyone know if you're walking around? So I'm in my eight weeks, I'm in week three, I'm taking my pills, I'm doing my thing. Would you know right now that I was on psilocybin? Not at all. But I, I want to say two things. Um, one is drug tests are not my specialty. Mm-hmm. I, I have a real problem with the, the language around drugs, all this is a complex topic. But if that's something that is done in your life for whatever reason, you want to think right. about that. Number two is what I hear from people. And I always love hearing this. My partner is so happy I'm in your program. <laughs> more amorous and just yes. <laughs> so that makes me very happy that says to me they can tell mm. even though i i probably can't tell the person walking down the street that there are really profound effects happening i mean it sounds like you know different effect but doesn't sound when you're describing it that way it doesn't sound any more than like what a glass of wine might do to somebody oh, it's less than a glass of wine in terms of your physical experience. Yeah. That being said, when you're first starting and getting your dose right, you can have a day of being like a bit much, but, but in general, once you get the dose, it's less than a glass of wine. This is fascinating. And I'm, I'm, I'm so, I mean, well, when you and I spoke, I was like, Oh, we have to, you have to come on my show. We have to talk about this because I am fascinated by this. Um, because, you know, thank you. It's, it's an evolution for us. This is a big step in the way that we deal with mental health and the way that we deal with our own personal development, the way that we deal with our emotions. Um, we've been moving that way with all of the like modalities that I talk about and that other people have talked about on the show and elsewhere. And now, and I mean, you have people like Tony Robbins who said that ayahuasca like changed his life. And these, they are more, um, they are more mainstream than we think. And they are also, they're, I think they're different than, and my goal with this and talking about these things on the show is to just get, to, to open everybody's mind, <laughs> um, to, to seeing these things a little bit differently. I have not experienced them personally myself outside of non-therapeutic uses in my younger years, <laughs> but, but, um, we had Jesse T on the show, Jesse Tedisco. Um, I forget what number episode where he talked about some of this, but not about microdosing about, you know, about just plant medicine in general. So there's two opportunities here for us to, to, for you to hear about this and explore this topic a little bit more. And if you're interested, I, I, I highly recommend you reaching out to Allison and hearing more about, about her work, about your work, Allison, and, and the way that it, whether someone is a good candidate, whether this is the right path for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this, you know, I welcome hearing from anyone. And I think women have been underserved in this area in terms of the education around it. Um, and I'm, I'm real, you know, you've got Tim Ferriss, you've got Steve Jobs, you've got Tony Robbins, you've got Mike Tyson, like a lot of hyper-masculine energy around this, the psychedelics and they, they all have incredible gifts, but it, what I find is women are quite nervous and they say, but I have kids, you know, I have responsibilities and absolutely we do. And we want to work differently. And these medicines are extremely supportive of us. And in fact, women are carriers of these medicines for many years. Um, And I'm really passionate about helping women connect with them again. Well, and if you're, if you're on a journey and if you are a seeker 
And you feel like you've been kind of maybe circling the same spot of the path for a while, then, and, and check in with yourself. Does this feel interesting to you? Does it feel maybe, maybe a little bit scary, maybe a little bit nervous, maybe wondering, but, but does it ultimately, if you asked yourself, if you asked your intuition, is, is this calling to me? Is this something that might be something that can help me? So I encourage you to be open-minded about it and, and do your research and find out a little bit more if, it, if it's intriguing to you. But thank you for being here and sharing all of this with everybody. <laughs> I appreciate oh, it's it. It's a pleasure. You're, you're just, I appreciate your openness and your articulate way of talking about the journey. It's, it's so spot on. So thanks for having me, Nicole. Thank you. Where can everybody stay in touch with you and find out more about you? Sure. So I'm on Instagram relatively frequently, Allison Crossweight. Oh, just Allison Crossweight. <laughs> and then um, <laughs> go to expandwithmicrodosing.com. And that's where you can get a longer talk on microdosing and you come into my world that way. And that talk gives you the tools to know is this right for you or not? And as Nicole was saying, this is about your intuition. Are you drawn? Are you curious? You are the one who knows. I love it. And we will link all of that up in the show notes. So don't worry if you weren't able to write all of that down. We've got you. Just hop on over to the to the show page and you can be magically teleported over to all of those places in Allison's world. Um, is there anything you wanted to say to the listeners before we close out? I think what I would say is whatever you're choosing in terms of modality and mentor, I promise you that the up level, the paradise exists in an absolutely beautiful, magical way. And having traversed so much difficult territory, that's the space I love to hold. It's like, if you're wondering what's on the other side of your dragon, I promise you it's gorgeous and defies what your mind is designing. Mm. I love it. Well, thank you for being here and thank you for making it all the way to the ep end of the episode with us. If you were here for this whole conversation, we love you. We, are, we appreciate you. Thank you. Now, remember, you are only limited by the limitations that you accept. And when you stop accepting those limitations, that is when you become limitless. So go out there and be limitless, everyone. And I will see you in the next, next episode. If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you want to stay in touch with us, we would love to have you as a part of our Facebook community, Practical Manifestors. It's a community for process-driven women looking for clear and actionable steps to embodying a life of wealth and alignment. Join us at Practical Manifestors in Facebook or go to www.innerceogroup.com.